Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who do you think deserves a biopic? In other words, like, who would you watch the movie of their life? And you actually wish they would make it. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Who do you think needs a biopic? Why are we uh, talking about well, that? Well, I saw this poll in um, BuzzFeed. I love, I just love BuzzFeed because they always are... You know, it's like the easiest, simplest thing. They put this poll out there and you can just scroll through and clickety-clack who you think needs a, a biopic and see what other people are voting for. Uh, and um, and they have some names on there that you might be surprised by, but you would not be surprised by the way people are voting. And then I just started thinking about like, okay, these are all great ideas and some of them are terrible ideas, but who do, like? Who actually doesn't have a biopic that I would be so excited to watch if they would throw one together? Yeah. And I thought other people probably have ideas, too. And that's why it's so fun to have a radio show where we can talk to the people. We can do that. And we can hear from them. 651-641-1071. Who would you like to see a biopic about? Let's go to Edgar. We have Edgar on the line. Hi, Edgar. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Happy Pride. Happy, Happy Pride, Pride to you. Hey, Edgar, uh, who would you like to see the biopic of? Well, since the Elvis one is coming on, it's a biopic of rock and roll. Who else but for Pride Month than the queen of all drag queens, RuPaul? Oh, sure. Oh, a, bio, a RuPaul biopic. Yeah, absolutely. I like or that. Holly, or a Holly musical. All right. Yes, a musical. That would also be Roo, good. A rusical. A rusical. Yeah. Thank you, Edgar. That's a Thanks, great Edgar. That's a really good idea. And I will be. I will confess to not knowing the full story of RuPaul. So yeah. that would be. Uh, you know, we'd all learn something. Oh, for sure. Um, and actually, what Edgar said that was intri- or that was um, timely is that the whole reason that they put together this poll is because of that Elvis uh, biopic. Biopic, sure. Yeah. Whereas I used to call them biopics. Yeah, you're not alone. I think actually they've like made that an acceptable pronunciation uh, because so many people do. Uh, Drew is on the line. Hi, Drew. Hi, guys. Hey, before I share with you, this is your daily hype to remember that you guys are awesome and you guys do an incredible service around this city. Like, we absolutely love you guys. Checks in the mail, Drew. We love you. Drew. That was very kind. (laughs) So are you going to tell us you want to see the the Team Cobra biopic? (laughs) I would love the King Cobra. We should call it the One-Eyed Snake. 
The story of King Cobra. <laughs> We're hysterical. Uh, Drew, who would you actually like to see a biopic of? I would love to see a biopic of Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. I think he is and was a fascinating man who just had a lot of opposing feelings and emotions going on in life. Yeah. Just a tremendous amount of uh, life experience. I just... I just think it would be fascinating, and I, I miss him deeply in the entertainment world. Oh, I see. Uh, and that. I'd love to celebrate his life. You know, Drew. I, you know, everything you're saying, yes, to all of it. And I think you're right about like he was a person with a lot of complicated. Like he had a whole range of feelings happening at all times. Mm-hmm. But you know, the mm-hmm. one thing I think about with that is they would have to cast that perfectly. Yeah, it's. Oh, gonna... I mean, I I can't even remotely come close to thinking right? someone who could do it justice. Yeah. Right, but. It would be fun to dream about. Agreed. Oh, I love it, sure. Drew. Thank you for getting us thinking about that. That's a really a Robin Williams biopic would be amazing. See, but that's the second thing that I hadn't put it much thought to is the fact that then you have to cast that thing. And people have a lot of opinions mm-hmm. when it comes to how you cast things. And with like a Robin Williams, you really would need a very experienced actor to do that it's, role. It's going to take probably uh, some distance from those of us who grew up with Robin Williams because we have such a direct attachment to I just think some distance would allow uh, future generations to appreciate him you know like they'll know who he is but they maybe won't be so critical of who's presenting the image of him Mm -hmm. you know in the way that like we're not going to be as critical of a presentation of Churchill versus like our grandparents watching. You know what I mean? <laughs> that distance, I think, gives you some I would really, I would literally, I have no opinion on uh, who plays Churchill. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, 651 And John Lithgow did a great job in The Crown. I agree. You didn't see it. 651-641-1071. Uh, who would you like to see a biopic of? Gabe is on the line. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Gabe. Gabe, who would you like to see a biopic of? Okay. Are you there? Oh, heck, can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear like half of every word you say. So this will be a game. We'll try to figure out who you say. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, Anthony oh. Bourdain. That's a great one, Gabe. Thank you so much. Anthony Bourdain. That would be... Uh, and actually, I, I I almost think a slightly easier to cast, right? Because he didn't act. So he really was just like the wholeness of the person that we knew. We didn't know him in more than one way. Yeah. We just knew him as Anthony Bourdain, the person, um, and certainly has a very interesting story. I will say for uh, our caller and anyone who loved Anthony Bourdain, the documentary about Anthony Bourdain is either coming out or it's out. Roadrunner. It's Mm. on HBO Max right now. Okay. So yeah, so and I'm uh, that's on my list of things to watch. I would just like to put in a plug for HBO Max for all things. I just watched that uh, Amy Poehler, um, I Love Lucy oh, documentary, yeah, which was quite good with uh, Lucy Arnaz. Yeah, uh, who would you like to see a biopic of? You know, there are so many people, and a lot of them are like people that maybe a lot of people don't know. But if I were to think, uh, like, for example, there is a wonderful performer by the name of Sister Rosetta Tharp. She is like literally has been hailed as like the grandmother of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And I thought about her because of Elvis, because Elvis is getting the biopic treatment right now. Mm -hmm. But people don't know like the roots of the music. And I think we're probably going to learn a little bit in this, you know, Baz Luhrmann pick. It's probably not going to, you know, include people like Sister Rosetta Tharp, but... 
she is like this amazing human who was doing things on a guitar long before, you know, um, Elvis, Chuck Berry, um, and others were. And I and and she was doing it at a time when women didn't do those things right. with music. Um, and really, I don't know. So I think about people like that, yeah. people who are sort of on, like, if you know music, you probably know her. Or if you know this one particular area of music, you might know about her. I just happened to come across her years ago because of an album that was released that somebody presented her story. So there's people like that, yeah. I think, that are great for the biopic treatment. But then there's like, you know, I mean, there are the celebrities like Madonna, mm -hmm. and I don't want to see Madonna's version of Madonna. Well, see, biopic. and that's the hard part, too, is like there are biopics of people who are perfectly living. Uh, and I don't know that that's always the greatest time to see a biopic because they're alive still. Right. So that sort of mm, informs maybe how the story gets told. Yeah. Um, because you're aware that the person is still living and either they're involved in it or they're not involved in it. Right. Like, uh, you know, Elton John was very involved in the telling of his own story. And which honestly made me not want to see it. But that's my own. I know that's, well, that's my own judgment and weird behavior with movies. That I have. Yeah. Um, but so one of the biopics that I would love to see is I would love to see Dolly Parton. Mm, yeah. Um, but again, she's very much alive. Although I just feel I like think you she can would... do a, a Dolly Parton. She's been around. And I, I think you can also do one with Madonna that doesn't yeah. involve Madonna. That is totally uh, 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 that honors what Madonna. I think there's enough distance from a period of her career. Mm -hmm. Same with Dolly Parton. Like, I bet people don't know the story of Dolly Parton and how she became the icon you see before you. Right. And I don't think she needs to be gone for us to to learn that story. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And also, I think we've ta we talk about this all the time on the show when they're able to focus on a, sort of an episode of life or like a yeah. a situation or a, a scene in their life. That's really when biopics are there at their best because yeah. they're not trying to cover so many things. Holly, is there a biopic you'd love to see? Uh, there's a series of uh, people who are covered. There's a book about the swinging 60s called Ready, Steady, Go. But I would like that period in time to be examined the biopic way, meaning mm. we have an idea of what was going on, but I don't think that idea actually matches up with the reality. Mm. So oh, please sure. go forth. Yes. Filmmakers. I'm here for this. Go film. I would like to watch your documentary on the swinging 60s, Holly. I will very quickly tell you that uh, apparently uh, only 11% of people think that Halsey should have a biopic. Uh, who, who put that? Uh, who that put was Halsey the first on the one list. on this poll. Uh, how about this one, though? Uh, a Will Smith biopic? Only 39% of people think that that's a worthy biopic i wonder too like i just i think what was uh, what was at the top of the list other than uh in terms of people that we'd like to see yeah. uh we'd like to see a julie andrews biopic a tom hanks biopic those ones are ones where a lot of people are saying yes did please she, to that did oh she, but halsey was the first person on their list it. is that what you were saying did she did julie andrews did she what did she just did she just do something the reason i say that is she did. It was the uh, Sound of Music um, celebration, and she sang at it. Is that what you're talking about? She won an AFI Lifetime Achievement That's what Award, it was. and it's going to be on TNT later this month. Okay, because uh, there was a Fresh Air interview with her from the past, and I was like, why are they doing this again? And anyway, in the in the, that interview, she talks about her early childhood, and I would love to see that movie because she did not... Like, people have this idea of Julie Andrews. And it is not 
her life. Like everybody sort of thinks she had, I shouldn't say everybody, but I think the general public would think like she's sort of from prim and proper mm-hmm. English background. Not no. at all. Fascinating story. And um, I would love to watch that. Well, 83% of people uh, that have taken this BuzzFeed poll agree with you that uh, that would be a biopic that would be worthy. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's talk about Brad Pitt. Um, He's on the... uh, what did you call it? The Brad habilitation. Yeah, there's tour. a Brad habilitation happening. And for we're sure. going to talk about what that means and what it looks like when we come back after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. It is the Brad habilitation tour. And that's not Bradley trainers habilitation tour. No, I've, he's, I've done that. It he's was had 20 years ago, actually this September. Uh, God willing. And he just keeps having, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we're talking about Brad Pitt. Yeah, you know, like there's a lot of other guys in Hollywood right now, Colleen, who are rehabbing their image. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> top Tom Cruise. Johnny Depp. I almost said Top Gun. Did you just say Johnny Depp? Oh, yeah, look yeah. at that. Uh-huh. No, I'm being facetious. Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, those men among them. But the other person that I would like to draw your attention to is portrayed. In, and I really just want to focus on this piece. And I have pulled some clips for you. Uh, the other person, I'm sorry, there's like weird noise happening out there and I think it's in my ears and then I'm confused. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to the words that were coming out of my mouth. Brad Pitt is featured in the August issue of, I think GQ's British version. Okay. I'm not sure actually it's online. That's where I read it because Mm -hmm. let's be clear. I'm not picking up a paper magazine. Who doesn't? Nobody does. And in, unless you're at the doctor's office in this, did they even do that at the doctor's office? I don't know if they are right now. COVID, you know, but um, that's where I always look at the reader's digest. So I'm just going to say mm-hmm. in 2022, we are a long way from Brad Pitt peeing on the tarmac in mm. greater Minnesota. Put a pin in that because we're going to go there. But right now. I would like to start with a conversation as laid out for us in GQ by Brad Pitt. Okay. And the woman, or not by Brad Pitt, about Brad Pitt. Um, the woman who wrote the piece is a novelist, which is a great thing. Because she is spinning a tale. Because she is spinning a tale. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, re- can I just read yes. a little something for you? Okay. Brad Pitt tries to remember his dreams. He keeps pen and paper on his bedside table and records everything he can recall when he wakes up in the morning. I found that to be really helpful, he says. I'm curious what's going on in there when I'm not at the helm. He tells me this one recent afternoon in the brightness of his living room at his craftsman home in the Hollywood Hills. For a long while, his sleep had been haunted by a particular persistent and violent dream, the particulars of which he later describes for me in an email exchange. He writes, and then they go, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. One, he like writes for her an account of the recurring dream that he has where he's getting stabbed. Oh. It's very violent. And anyway, it goes on from wow. there. It goes on from there. And what what continues, and I'd like to share some more choice tidbits with you, but to just put a finer, you know, to just like just sum it all up yeah. for you. This is an attempt to rehabilitate the Brad Pitt we once knew as the person uh, yelling at his child and peeing in a on a tarmac in upper Minnesota. Yeah, because the Brad Pitt that you just read about sounds like a person who is working on himself, who is thoughtful about the um you know, his thoughts and the emotions he experiences and his human experience and not necessarily like a person who is mindlessly urinating uh, next to his private jet as they re-enter the United States of America. Exactly. We, we uh, Now that I'm looking at the clock, we don't have any time left you in know this what? story. So what? We can, we're going to talk about it. We can talk about it when we come back. Are you and sure? yes, and then we can D bags are always there. All right. And we will always get to the D bags, but I think that there is uh, more to mine in the You know what? I'll just take my D bag out. Uh we'll finish the Brad Pitt story and then Great. you can share your D bag. Great. We will uh I mean it's kind of appropriate for the segment. So we'll figure tuned. it all out. Don't worry about it. It's gonna work out just fine. We're gonna hear the rest of uh the Brad habilitation. Bradley's take on the Brad Pitt. Brad habilitation after this on my talk 1071. So baby Salad. In my mouth. That's Haven't chewed do. it up. <laughs> this is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Sometimes we eat in breaks. You you don't know that. Because we don't do it on the air, but we are. It's true. We eat in breaks. But uh, we also, when we're supposed to be talking, talk about things like Brad Pitt. And you had just talked about the GQ article that came out about Brad Pitt and how far it is from the Brad Pitt that we once knew, Bradley. Yeah, and I really just believe it's a it's we're, what we're living through right now is a moment for Brad Pitt to rehabilitate his public image. Because when last we knew him... It was very controversial. He was struggling, obviously, with some uh, substance abuse issues, some of which he talks about in this article. So don't get me wrong in that, like, this article wasn't, like, totally, like, pointless or frivolous. It's just there was a lot of frivolity. And a lot of like sort of new agey um, rationalization and not n- not one mention of any of the criticisms that we were perhaps discussing when he was, you know, yelling at uh, which kid was it? Maddox. Maddox. Mm-hmm. Did he slap Maddox? Well, that's so we've never actually gotten, I don't think, confirmation assumed, on think, that. Because but that of is, what Angelina did. Yeah. I mean, that has been the commonly held a story that he got physical with one of their kids. And I think, you know, people have filled in the blanks. 
And it's not to say that he shouldn't be able to like go have a career. I will tell you his a production company is called Plan B Entertainment, and they're doing all sorts of amazing projects. These are um, some that you would uh, know. They're actually behind that Joyce Carol Oates blonde movie. Um, they're behind uh, Colton Whitehead. They're doing a, a version of Colton Whitehead's underground Colson, excuse me, Whitehead's uh, Underground Railroad, like some really great stuff. So I understand why he wants to sort of move past all of the negative energy. Well, yeah. And if I can just stick a pin really quickly in that, well, or just uh, blow more air into that conversation, like Brad Pitt has been known for philanthropy for a long time, but some of his philanthropy has gone kind of sideways. So there is also a reason to rehab that because as you recall, maybe um, after Hurricane Katrina, he was part of a rebuilding, um, you know, group that was rebuilding homes. Yeah. And those homes, it turned out, were basically unlivable. Yeah. And so he had he has some uh, rehabilitation to do around that too. What's interesting is we could spend a whole hour on this conversation right. because what it what's clear for me after I read this GQ piece, and I do want to read a couple things to you, is that they are perpetuating this idea that he is like Tom Cruise because mm-hmm. we're doing the same thing with Tom Cruise. He's old school Hollywood superstar celebrity, like can't do like he has superpowers, Mm -hmm. basically. Oh, look, a man in Hollywood having superpowers. Hmm. That's a new story. For example, in this GQ piece, what Pitt exudes, Tarantino says, because she talks to people who know Tom Mm -hmm. uh, who know Brad Pitt and say what Pitt exudes, says Quentin Tarantino, is a rare timelessness. He's one of the last remaining big screen movie stars, uh, comparing him to Paul Newman, Robert Redford, and Steve McQueen. Quote, it's a different breed of man. And frankly, I don't think you can describe exactly what that is, because it's like describing starshine. What is starshine? Basically, the oh. sun, you know, like... Like, you yeah. can't describe it. Yeah. It just right. is. It just it's is. so powerful and bright. And and again, what follows that is this idea that literally he has magic powers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, please ask him questions about, like, what happened such that you are still in a contentious, tumultuous legal battle with your ex-wife mm-hmm. after five years, six years? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It's been at least six years. And um, you you are calling her basically saying that the things that she's doing to you right now are basically torture, mm-hmm. comparing her legal maneuvering at their winery to torturous behavior. Yeah. You know, in a similar way that perhaps your own behavior was described back when you were, you know, um, allegedly yelling at your kid or peeing on a tarmac or being unhinged in such a way that she was not happy. Like, So it's just very clear that this piece is trying to create a different idea of yeah. him without pushing back on any of the criticisms. At one point, um, he literally says to the author, they're having an interview uh-huh. at his house. Mm-hmm. He turns to her and says, I wanted to ask you, why the bleep are we here? What's beyond? Imagine you're, you know, you're sitting down on Brad Pitt's couch and he says that because I gather that you believe in something beyond. Do you feel trapped here in this body and in this environment? In response, the author says, I recite a roomy poem. And then she goes on to recite a poem. So this author is like uh, recounting the this bait? tale and you're like, 
Wait a minute. What? You're reciting Rumi poetry to Brad Pitt after he asks you about existential questions of existence. Could you please ask him why? Yeah. He and Angelina Jolie can't come to some sort of mm-hmm. agreement six years after their divorce. Yeah. And nobody's willing to talk about any of the, you know, like it's just so unhinged or undisconnected from reality that it's clear to me, like Tom Cruise, like Johnny Depp, these men are continually given opportunities to completely just disavow or not explain. Right. You know, like we can all um, not believe Amber Heard, but like, did you have a role in any of this, Johnny Depp? Because you certainly haven't owned that. Oh, no, sir. And here, this is the thing, too. Like, let's just take the 30,000 foot view of all of this. What really is annoying about this conversation is that what, what we're really talking about is who has the power. Mm-hmm. In Hollywood, and it no. is, and it is the celebrities, right? Because, because they're dictating how GQ is going to tell this story about Brad Pitt. Because if they don't do it in the way that Brad Pitt wants it done, then GQ loses their access yes. to Brad Pitt, which is why they had a novelist exactly do this interview, and it ends with these words: "When Pitt and I were sitting together by the fire, he said something profound: I am a murderer. I am a lover." I have the capacity for great empathy and I can devolve into pettiness. Excuse me, if a man sat across from me at a fire in the dark and told me he was a murderer but also a lover, I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, bye. I'm out. Yeah. Bye. Where's my hoping, Uber? I was hoping you were going to be loving me here, but not murder. I'm not going to wait for the bye. Uber. I'm just going to walk. This is a man Ooh. who doesn't see that, like, oh, I are actors at this level not. Tiresome. They're up their own rears. I'm sorry, but that's because Bradley, I think now is the time that we need to remind people of a day not so long ago when we yeah. found ourselves involved in a story yeah. about Brad Pitt. Oh, we most certainly did. And in fact, we were quoted and I pulled this article to remind the world of how amazing we are. <laughs> Not really. It's just You're humble welcome. Brag. Did Brad Pitt urinate on the tarmac at a Minnesota airport uh, after furious row with Angelina Jolie on a private jet? And that story, of course, is the one that we broke on this show because we had a listener call in and say that uh, he had arrived at, I forget where the airport... International Falls. International Falls Airport. Which apparently is actually very common because it's a private airport that's the closest to the border that allows them to go through customs there and then fly on to their destination without having to do all this Exactly. They were on a plane from France to Los Angeles, stopped and refueled in Minnesota, and according to our source who called our show that day, when the plane landed, they could hear arguing happening on the airplane before they even opened the door. It spilled out onto the tarmac, at which point Brad relieved himself on the tarmac. The presenters, Bradley and Colleen, added, quote, clearly he was inebriated or under the influence. He was a hot mess. That was our addition. We don't know, but we were just summarizing what we were Mm -hmm. told, right? Mm -hmm. He proceeded to get into the fuel truck that we did hear about him trying to steal. He literally gets in, starts to drive, and backs it into another vehicle, according to the source, which is now damaged. No word on how damaged. So that was that's the Brad Pitt we left in 2016. Mm-hmm. Now we're at a Brad Pitt who's sitting campfire with a novelist talking about how he's a murderer and has like a roomy poem on the inside of his arm. And everybody's like, it's cool. Great. What, what What's next for you? Like, I'm sorry, but I feel like there's some I, questions that haven't been step. answered yet in the last six <laughs> years. And, you know, if you want to take our money. 
maybe you could at least, you know, I don't know, present some authenticity in a way that's not completely um, patronizing. Or that, yeah, is reflective, like actually reflective, not fake reflective. Like, there is, this is not to say that a person can't grow or change or become something exactly. different or do some inner, inner work, but part of that might actually include accounting for what this person did that wasn't their best self. Yeah. Right? And so what, what happened is we missed, like, the, the, the chapters in between have gone to the shredder, apparently. And it's all in service of celebrity. Mm -hmm. It's all in service of the public image, meaning that we don't know if this is how Brad Pitt really feels about stuff. Because that image is tradable currency. Yeah. It's just also magazines. And again, like I'm, I'm glad that he talks about his sobriety and you don't have to share all your details, but like, show me that instead of talking about, you know, like he likes nicotine mints because he quit smoking and um, he found a really good men's group where he could talk about things and people don't record them and share them to the media. But like maybe you say like, you know, I learned a lot about what led me to a place that involved me not being my best self. Yeah. None of that. No. Zero. Zero. But you do know that he feels like both a murderer and a lover. Okay. Well, it's time for us to murder this conversation. When we come back on the other side of this, on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's just going to be a D-bag extravaganza. Like, just, like, all the D-bags that we can put in one segment, we're going to do it after this. It's like a fireworks show, but with D-bags on My Talk 107.1. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I would like to present to you... Kylie Kardashian. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Kardashian. I almost called her Kylie Kardashian. Kylie Jenner as D-bag number one today. Okay, D-bag numero uno. Bradley, I got a question for you. Yeah. Have you been filling your car up with gas? I have to, yeah. Yeah. Is it inexpensive right now? No. No. It's very expensive. It is incredibly expensive. And lots of people are scrambling to figure out how they're going to have all the ducats to put all that gas in their car so that they can drive, I don't know, to their... Work, yeah, and other places. Me, I gotta go find some cheap gas. Right, me too. I'm getting low. Yeah. Uh, when you find it, let me know where you find I it. Will. Uh, okay, so Kylie Jenner. While the rest of us are trying to find where we can fill up our car for the uh, least amount of money, yeah. Don't worry, Kylie Jenner. That's not an issue for her. No, billionaire beauty mogul Kylie Jenner goes makeup free and wears Daisy Dukes to fly thirty minutes. In her seventy million private dollar private jet, to, I can't even say it to Palm Springs for the day. Oh. This uh, got uh, on her private jet. Yeah, took a thirty minute flight. Yeah, thirty minutes up and down. The rest of us can't actually get on any flights. Why? Because they're all canceled. Why? Because I don't know weather and uh, you know employee shortages. Yeah. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, thirty minute puddle jump. So that she can just hang out in Palm Springs for the day and then get back on her also, private jet, pretty woman style, and be home in bed at the end of the day. She is deplaning her private jet, wearing a Clippers jersey, uh, cutoffs, mm-hmm. and a $2,100 Balenciaga bag. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, so Obviously. add that to the list of out of touch. Also, what is Chris Jenner wearing? 
Um, let's see. What is Chris Jenner wearing? I'm going to need you to just keep scrolling. Okay. What is that situation? I, I, well, can I just say I don't understand sports clothing, but I know that's a thing, right? Like people sure. wear jerseys and yeah. team outfits. Yes, team outfits. Correct. I, I, that's not my bailiwick because I'm not a, a huge team sports fan. I mean, I don't have anything against them. I just, mm-hmm. it's not. I don't. So what I'm saying is I don't have any clue what, what she's wearing, but that appears to be a jersey and matching shorts. And at the top of the jersey, it says Balenciaga. And she's it's very orange and she's wearing. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wearing a sun hat and sneakers. Whatever's happening, I don't care. The rest of us are just trying to put gas in our car for a reasonable price. And these guys are on a private jet going to Palm Springs for the day and then hopping back on it and going home so that they can have dinner by their private chef and then count their sheep, which actually they probably own. And now I'm looking this BLNCG, which is like a Balenciaga brand. That's weird. Okay. Listen, okay. but that's why she's my. I am bag. so not rich that, you, that this even this doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, it, it it should just make your head explode. It did. My head has exploded. Okay. Can I make it explode yet again? Yes, please. When I tell you that my other d bag is Chloe Kardashian. Oh, so remember what's Chloe doing? Remember yesterday when you brought that? We talked about this about the fact that. Well, we've talked about it actually the last two days, pictures of Khloe Kardashian with Tristan Thompson. Yep. And one of the things we talked about yesterday was this Father's Day brunch they had at a restaurant. Um, and we heard about who was there, but the only pictures yeah, was that we that, saw. Yeah, like, Tex-Mex place, the Sarsaparilla Cantina. At, in Calabasas. Holly, do you yeah, remember? Yeah, in old time Calabasas. I don't remember. They had Taco Tuesday. Yeah. 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 And the only pictures we saw were of her and Tristan. Well, she was real mad about it. This woman was mad. Chloe was mad? Chloe was real mad. Well, why was she mad that somebody got photos of her that she probably uh, wanted us to see? But okay. Thank you for asking, Bradley. She really felt like this was a um, a story that the tabloids are trying to push about her and Tristan because, you know, she's been a victim of the paparazzi. Um, she was very angry because... There were other people that were at that brunch, but the pictures that were shared were of her and Tristan. So, of course, she did what people do and they go to she went to social media and uh, had an absolute fit about it. Okay. Um, she called the paparazzi called out their calculated efforts to manipulate the public. Uh, Excuse me, physician, heal thyself. Exactly. But now it's about to get worse. Okay. Because, you know, this is another thing Chloe does is she responds or re, you know, like responds to people's comments and then kind of signs off on them. Right. So a fan 
went to her Instagram account. So here's what she said. Hmm, very calculated of the paparazzi to not release photos of my other sisters and the fathers of their children, Kim, Kanye, Kylie, Travis. And then somebody replied, what the paparazzi and people are doing with Chloe is giving very much sick obsession. Is giving very much. Anyway, the person went on to say the paparazzi give people very convenient content so that people can enjoy hating her. That's not healthy. That really is just a mental disease. Okay, I can't. I can't. Oh, it gets worse. I can't. So uh, a fan wrote that, and then she doubled down on it, retweeted it, and said, a mental disease at my expense. It's disgusting. Okay, well, first of all, uh, I need you to check yourself, Chloe, Mm -hmm. because we don't shame people for having mental illness. Thank you. Second of all, this is trash. Yes. Because you have invented, your family has invented an art form known as look at me, look at me, look at me, but don't have any opinions about me that Mm -hmm. I don't approve of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is not how we operate. And also like you're making money off of those things Mm -hmm. and then you're going to try to shame. That's called gaslighting. Yes. And by gaslighting, I mean, it sounds like it's coming out of your backside. Right. And you are lighting it. Yes. On on fire. fire. Like we did in college. Exactly. Through our jeans. Exactly. And then just ended up burning our schmaint. (laughs) <laughs> she ain't gonna do that again okay. <laughs> that's Woo! for sure uh any whoozy whatsy uh so a Chloe, mental disease no that is that is inappropriate uh, thank you <laughs> thank you uh as a person with an actual mental illness yeah. i object yeah thank you very much yeah have a lovely day how dare you ma'am chloe she's like don't stop looking at me look at me yeah but you but again you can only have an opinion that i've pre-approved when we return on the nice. Colleen and Bradley show, oof, I'm just nice. trying to like get calm here. Yeah, no, We're talking nice. Hollywood memorabilia. Somebody's memorabilia has shot up in value, and we are going to shoot that down after this Great. on my talk 1071.